Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95. With Tesco, where you won't pay more for the products that matter most to you. Tesco, every little helps. Come. Now, this one is for all the mums out there. Do you ever feel like you're stuck in mummy jail? Every mother out there, whether you're currently going through it or not, will remember it well uh, or will have experienced the feeling of being trapped in their own home with a small tot. To top it all off, when you do get out for a night, it's not the same as before. Uh, You had kids or worse yet, you're hit with the mummy guilt. Tanya Sweeney recently put this experience into words in uh, a piece for the Irish Times newspaper and uh, she's on uh, the line to chat to us a little bit about it. Good morning to you, uh, Tanya. Um, Good morning, Joe. So talk to me then about the term mummy jail. (laughs) I mean, I do use it sort of humorously, you know, but I mean, I think a lot of mums will relate to, you know, that feeling of sort of isolation, you know, especially when you're on maternity leave and you know, the visitors have sort of ebbed away and your partner's gone back to work, you know. And it's just you and and your very young baby and three babies, you know. And, you know, you, you, you don't really get the, you know, you don't get to enjoy the life that you had before babies, which is obviously part of the, the bargain of having children, really, you know. But, I mean, for me, personally, I found it very, very hard to actually leave the house even in the daytime, you know. It's such a production to, you know, amass everything that you need to, 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 you know, just to get out the door. So sometimes for me on maternity leave, it was just a little bit easier to, to just sit put, you know, but it can feel very, very lonely. And it's something that, like, you know, a lot of new mums will experience, but, you know, we don't really get a chance to talk about, you know. And obviously, you know, getting out for night out, I mean, you can kind of kiss that goodbye for a little bit, you know, just while you, you get your sea legs, you know, in this sort of new life story. And do you think, Tanya, that regardless of how many people you know have been through particularly the first baby experience before Mm. or how much family experience there is or backup you have, that you can't really understand it until you're in it? Exactly. I mean, I keep saying that to all of my friends who are pregnant. I'm like, you don't even know. You're not going to know what way is up, you know, by the time this, this comes around. And, you know, I think a lot of pregnant women and their partners spend so much time kind of researching it and getting things right. I mean, I did it myself, you know. I was sitting there kind of, you know, amassing all the bits and bobs that I thought I would need. And sure, none of us was of any use in the end because, you know, it's, you just, until you're there, you don't know what to expect, you know. And you do spend a lot of those first few weeks and months just trying to get your head, you know, around the situation. And a lot of the time, it is a question of just batting down, you know. And, I mean, granted, you know, there are women who are able to, you know, you know, when their baby's two days old, can, you know, pick up and head into town and meet people for coffee. And, you know, they're superheroes to me. But I definitely found it very, very hard to, to, to kind of pick up and, and, and just get back into my normal life, you know. Do you think if that big effort is made that there's a payoff for the mum who manages to do that to get in for the coffee um, baby in tow? Yeah, I mean, it's it's obviously a great outlet to be able to meet friends and, and kind of, you know, just take a peek back in with your, your regular life, you know. And, you know, most mothers will get back to a situation where they go out with their friends or, you know, they, they, they go to a gig or something like that or go out for dinner, you know. It's just in the very first few weeks a month, you know, it, it is a bit of a tall order, you know, for people to, to just do that, you know. Although, I mean, I like I say, I know people who manage to do it, so... 
you know, fair play to them. Yeah, uh, Tanya Sweeney is talking to us about an article she wrote uh, on mummy guilt and Jude McInerney is with me in the studio listening to that this morning. Uh, you're welcome. Good morning to Thanks, you, Thank Jude. You. So what do you make of it all? Um, I, I have to say I'm delighted that Tanya actually brought it up because it is for uh, for every mum, even the mums that you think are fantastic that are out there. It is a huge challenge to get out of the house because I can remember with my first baby looking out and thinking, oh my God, it's 10.30 and then all of a sudden it's 11.30 and then it's 12 and it's back for another feed and you might have to change. And you actually think there's something wrong with yourself. But mothers just don't talk about it. You know, it's it's a huge thing. You just see everybody functioning and, and coping. Why don't mothers talk about it? I think what happens is, like, you know, as Tanya said earlier, you say to your friends, you don't really know what it's going to be like. And you don't, like, I suppose they don't want to terrify people either. And you don't want to sound like whingy mother. But I would have always said it to my friends, you know, to, to be prepared for it. Because the average age now in Ireland is 33 to have their babies. You've done a lot of living before the age of 33. And by that age, you're really, for me, my main concern was, where's my handbag? Have I the phone? What am I doing next? And all of a sudden you have a living, breathing, small person looking at you for everything. And it's part of the challenge that, you know, you probably feel like you have your life together. You know, you uh, might have a career and you're doing what you need to do and you've been able to compartmentalise it all and manage it. Um, and then you feel a bit at sea, I think, to use Tanya's word, when a baby comes along. And, and is there a bit of panic? There's a small bit of panic because you know a baby is coming. You've seen a baby, you've held a baby, but then all of a sudden it's your baby, you know, and it's forever. <laughs> so it's it's a wonderful feeling, but it's also quite daunting. And it's great if you have somebody to share that with, if you have a partner. My hat is off to anybody who has done it alone, you know, because it's huge. Um, yeah, it's it's a big big deal and it's it's a beautiful deal and it's one that you welcome and everybody would love to experience but as I said at 33 you've got a lot of you know of living done and all of a sudden somebody completely relying on you you know even if dad is there if you're feeding then it's another thing you know so you've got to you know feed your baby as well so it's a huge responsibility and it's a it's one that I think you need to really understand that you have to share that's the thing I think a big deal for mothers Listener's been in touch uh, on 46.1995 saying, listening to the item there on Mummy Jail, um, I had twins. The easiest thing was to go out three days after I had the twins. I was breastfeeding both of them. The sun was shining. It was July. Didn't get to celebrate my 30th birthday and decided that's uh, it. I'm going to uh, give myself and the children fresh air. And I never stopped going out since then. And whilst before I had the twins, the mentality was I'll never breastfeed in public. It was brilliant. It's a mindset. If you make the decision and do it, that's it. Go and do what you want to do after you've had your baby. Don't be afraid, uh, says that uh, listener. Uh, Sharon is uh, on the line uh, as well. A morning to you, Sharon. Good morning, Joe. How are you? Do you think that things have progressed? Oh, they definitely have. I was out um, the other evening with my mother and my son and I was in a restaurant in town. We just decided we'd go in and have something to eat. And this uh, young couple came in and with the baby in the, I call them the bucket prams. <laughs> and um, I thought it was brilliant. And what time was this? Oh, um, about seven o'clock. Mm. 
I tell you, I saw one in a restaurant over the last few weeks where um, maybe not a baby, but quite a young child was out, you know, perfectly well behaved. I'd say it was well after nine o'clock in a restaurant in Limerick. Yeah, I, I think it's brilliant. I really do. And um, I, I I was raging afterwards. I didn't go over and say to them, aren't she brilliant? You know, because uh, it was my first time witnessing this. And I, because I would have had that feeling as well that they were on about. My oldest boy was born in the 31st of January and it was snow and I was confined to the house and I thought I was going to crack up. Yeah. Um, it's, it's so I just, I thought they were brilliant. I thought they were brilliant that they were coming out having something to eat. And making that little bit of time and carrying on with their lives, yeah. and um, no, it was just it was just great to witness it. Tanya, one of the issues here is the multiple practicalities uh, around a baby. That the mm. truth is, and this applies to dads as well. You hardly have time to think about the day-to-day things you used to think about uh, when it came to yourself, because obviously you're dealing with so much. Yeah, well, I keep joking to my friends that I'm walking around constantly with one unshaven leg because I just keep forgetting to do the other one, you know. But, yeah, I mean, there's just so much to remember the whole time. And, you know, I've written in the Irish Times about having mammy brain, you know, where you just, you know, you're on a five-second delay to everybody else, you know. And, you know, I think when it comes to sort of getting out in the world, and, and it's interesting what Sharon said about that, you know, a family in the restaurants. Um, and it probably would have been a great thing for her to go over and say to that mother, you know, fair play to you, because you just don't know how easy or hard it might have been for somebody to get out of the house, you know. Mm. But, it, it, I mean, I think the thing is, you know, and you said it as well, you know, the average kind of mom is, is in her 30s, you know, first time mom. Is, I was 42, by the way. And the thing is, you just, you end up overthinking it, you know, and, you know, you've, you've held your life to a very, very high standard, you know, your career and the way you've done things. And, you know, I think a lot of mums are very, very hard on themselves because they've, you know, they've been so great at their careers and, and all of that. And the next thing is just this, these very simple tasks are completely, you know, confounding you, like, you know, packing up a bag and making sure you've got everything that you need or, I mean, leaving without a bottle or anything like that, you know, it's, it, it, I think, you know, it can actually seem hugely intimidating to a lot of, of parents just to, um, you know, to, to, to just get out and, and um, you know, feel like they're doing it well. You know, I think there's a real sense of, you know, they want to be perfect at it, you know, and, and it almost, you know, creates a situation where they're just, you know, afraid to, to move, you know, because... Yeah. They just wanted to be perfect, I suppose. Right, we're chatting about Mummy Jail. Hey, show. Uh, she's on the line. Morning to you, Trish. How are you? Good morning. How are you? Good. So, do you know what Mummy Jail means? Have you experienced it in your own life? Oh, yeah. I've done time twice. <laughs> I've definitely done time twice. Um, it is, I found being a new time, a first time mum, horrific. I hated every second of it. I have to admit, I loved my baby. I loved being pregnant and all of a sudden you're home, you're breastfeeding and, you know, the only thing that you have to look forward to is the the partner coming home at half five or the public health nurse and you're trying to make the house look perfect, you're trying to make your baby, you know, do all the things that they're supposed to be doing and you're just so exhausted and so lonely because all of your friends are at work 
and they haven't time to, you know, talk to you at half twelve in the afternoon because they're busy, and it's quite lonely. Mm. How did you manage your way through it? Um, I kind of, well, I didn't wish my time away, but I just kind of threw myself into it. Um, you know, again, it's like Mummy Dale. You know, you you have X amount of time before you go back to work. You kind of say to yourself, right, I'm going to give myself a certain amount of goals to do between now and 24 weeks' time and try and tick them off, really. You know, try and get to Dublin Zoo, try to get up to Dublin for the for the weekend or try and have a night out or try and do something every week to make yourself happy. So you have something to look forward to every week because it becomes very monotonous. I, I love my babies. I absolutely love them. I could eat them. They were so cute and so well-behaved and amazing. But you're so, as, as you're, you're, um, the other ladies were saying, like you're so um, determined in your life. You're having babies so much later. I was 29 when I had my first baby. And I was working as a physicist. I was, you know, traveling the world. And all of a sudden, I'm stuck in my house. And you've been trying so hard to strive to do everything right in work. And then all of a sudden, you've got this thing that doesn't come with the user manual and doesn't do what it's supposed to do. And you're literally reacting and firefighting the whole time. And it is exhausting. Yeah. Um, Sarah Lee is also uh, on the line this morning. Good morning to you. Um, do you think that mums feel this guilt much more than dads ever do or ever would, Sarah Lee? Um, yeah, that's a really interesting question. Um, I, I suppose listening to your, I love listening to this subject because it's kind of like a taboo subject in certain ways. I, you know, listening to the lady, like women don't really talk about it. Um, and for so long it was kind of like a hidden topic Whereas, yeah, I mean, women do experience it differently. And, um, just listening to the ad there was like about young scientists, you know, the, the simple science behind the question, um, if you look at like a woman's brain, like neuroscience, now we have modern kind of science that shows like, you know, the implication of having a baby on a woman's mind. And a woman's mind is completely remodeled. Um, she also experiences huge hormonal surges, ebbs and flows that a male body will not be experiencing. So in terms of physiology, yeah, she's experiencing a whole new reality and world. And she has to deal with you know, feelings that are completely uh, overwhelming, uh, dealing with emotional spillover, um, her whole loss of identity. Like um, before you have a baby, you are a different woman. And then when you have a baby, you're a different woman because you have to go into a different role. Um, I suppose it's a less sexual role, but it is embodying a motherhood and that is a different identity and um, for many a lot you just go back one step now a less sexual role why did you say that Sarah Lee well you see the thing is a less a less sensual role as a woman now you're still very sensual and you embody your sensuality as a woman but you're also occupying a new role you're occupying a new role as a woman that is motherhood and motherhood mothers are still completely sexy and gorgeous and whatever but there is that sense of losing that sense of yourself okay. when well, you have well, a baby well Judah, i noticed you frowned a little at that why 
And I know I, she's after clarifying it there. You do lose a set. You, you actually, I suppose your identity changes only if you change it yourself. It's how you perceive yourself. You know, you need to perceive yourself as the same person. And we have to make it clear, this only lasts for a short while. It isn't forever. You know, you do change. And it's, a, it's in that uh, time frame of change that things are really tough for women. You are a mother now, which is completely different. You have all the... The, the memories of your own mother, you have, you know, the, the hang-ups from, I mean, it was only in the 70s that women had to, you know, up to then, women had to give up work. So, you know, imagine you're, you're coming home and you know that that's it forever. You know, now we, at least women can go back to work. So you you have all that guilt. And I know mothers before me, my generation, they wouldn't even go away for the day. You know, there was an excursion, a bus would take women away for the day. So we now have a complete freedom to remodel our whole lives. But can mums leave the guilt behind when they start to go out again at night? Can they actually enjoy a meal out or a night in the pub or whatever they'll be doing? Of course they can, but it takes a while. As you, as your last caller there was saying, you know, your hormones are all over the place. You are realising that somebody actually is depending on you. So once you have somebody in situ that's going to look after your child as good as you do, of course you can go out. And you can take your babies everywhere. You know, I went everywhere with my children. It's just that initial few weeks where you feel incompetent, you feel lost, you feel alone. And as soon as you get into your stride, everything is fabulous. There are great groups out there, mother and toddler groups that you can go to, infant groups, breastfeeding groups, um, you know, just women on their own groups. Just do something for your Yourself. That's the main thing, and it doesn't last. Okay, great advice. Listen, thank you very much, uh, Jude McInerney, for coming in and chatting to us. And great to uh, to talk to Trish, to Sarah Lee, to Sharon, and to Tanya Sweeney, uh, who wrote the article uh, on um, mummy jail and mummy guilt, and whether the tour can. Call Limerick today now on forty six nineteen ninety five.